today, if you'll take your Bible, join me in the book of Genesis, chapter number 19, please. Genesis chapter 19, and as the screen would say, I want to talk to you today about Lot the Loser. Not the loser, the looser. Do you know anybody who's living a little bit looser than God would have them to? Do you know anybody who don't see a thing in the world wrong with missing Sunday night, Wednesday night, Bible study, prayer time? Choices do have consequences. Now, this is an amen church, but I'm not getting many right now. I said this is an amen church. Maybe we need an a-woman church because the men ain't going to say amen. Lot the looser. Definitions. Lose. That's what the cowboys do. Sometimes. Looser, unrestrained, free, no regulation. He's a loose wire. Means he's unrestrained, unrestrainable. Lot, the looser. Is there anybody here today that's living just a little bit looser than God would be pleased with? Is our temperament just a little bit looser? Would it be all right if I read some scripture to you this morning out of the book of Genesis chapter 19? And I read just a few verses for time's sake. But today we're going to be confronted with a word in verse number 1 of chapter 19. And there came two angels to Sodom at evening. And Lot sat at the gate of Sodom. The word Sodom, what? kind of lifestyle does that alert your mind to? In the Bible, in reference to sodomy, what does that draw your mind to? Sodomy. A civil right. Sodomy in the United States of America now, a constitutional right. Loose. Lot the looser. Don't hurt Lot to live next door to the homosexuals. Oh, it does not bother Lot to have friends with that persuasion. 
I must be politically correct and tell you that it is not gay to be homosexual. Gay, by definition, is rejoice, enjoy, happy. God help us when in the Baptist church people get up tight when you preach the Bible. God save us from the day when the Baptist church looks more like the Senate or the House trying to jockey for position for political concerns. God help us. We're afraid to preach God's truth and stand on God's book. You say, well, it makes folks uncomfortable. Bless your heart, I'd be uncomfortable in a house full of skunks. You can't be around a house full of skunks without you get stinky. Lot is now seated in the gate of Sodom. Lot no longer is looking through the tent door and listening to the music and looking at the beautiful lights at night. He's moved out of his tent to a house downtown. He's chosen his friends. He's chosen his preferences. He's chosen his contemporary lifestyle. He's adapted the word tolerance instead of spirituality and separation. Seems some folk here have adapted that adapt, or you wouldn't be so quiet. Should I read on or can you handle it? So the angel showed up in Genesis 19. These are the same angels that showed up in Genesis 18 as Abraham sat outside the tent door. And when he told Abraham that he was going to have a child at the age of 100. And his wife giggled inside the tent. Well, I'm sure if the angel showed up at our house today, and I'm not a hundred. But if the angels told me we was going to have another kid and my wife heard it, she wouldn't giggle. She'd get a gun. <laughs> Come on now, loosen up a little bit. It's all right. The same angels showed up, and now they've gone to Sodom. They're looking for a righteous man, according to... Second Peter chapter 2, couldn't read it for you. And the angel showed up and here sits Lot at a place of political prominence. And the Bible says, and turn in the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah Into ashes condemned with them with an overthrow, making them in samples unto those that after should live. How? The only thing I'm trying to do is to warn you today that loose living is expensive.
Daddy, somebody's watching you. Little eyes are watching you. It may not be your children. It might be somebody else's. And the Bible says, in verse 7, And delivered just Lot, old just Lot, saved Lot, righteous Lot, set him down at Sodom. Delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. I dare say it was bad enough for Lot living down there. But if the Holy Spirit lives in the heart of an individual... And you listen to the wrong thing, and you look at the wrong thing. You can't do it with a clear conscience, because the Holy Spirit in your heart will be vexed and grieved at you being and seeing and experiencing what goes on outside of your body. So the angels showed up. Look at verse 12. And the men said unto Lot, this is Genesis 19, verse 12, and the men said unto Lot, has there, any, has there here any besides son-in-law, thy sons, thy daughters, and whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place? For we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. Preacher, how do you interpret that? I interpret that as saying, Lot, it's time to leave. Lot, it's time to get out and stay out. So that's what Christians have problem with. Getting out of the world and then staying out of the world. Lot might be taken out of Sodom, but Sodom was never taken out of Lot's heart. Lot went down to Egypt with Uncle Abraham and got rich. And Lot left Egypt, but Egypt never left Lot. And when Lot made the choice of the, land, of the plains of Jordan, have you read what it said? It said that the plains of Jordan were well watered as the land of Egypt. The problem in our churches today is Christians who cannot get the world out of their heart. It's baseball, softball, little ball, big ball, round ball, bouncy ball, just ball. 
And we spend all of our children's youth bawling. I wonder if there's going to be any balls in heaven. God knows Americans will not feel at home without some kind of ball. My kid got to learn to play ball. We're going to keep them around them cussing, hell-raising, unkind coaches and make them be what they're not really cut out to be. We're going to make football players out of checker players if it kills our kids. And we're going to do it when church time has come up. Preacher, you're going to make somebody mad. No, you already mad, so I might as well stay there. Loose her. Lot the looser. Righteous, saved, just, washed in the blood of the Lamb, but doing what he wants to do when he wants to do it. I'll make my choice. Well, he did. And so have some of you. You chose. Somebody else is suffering your choices. Do we have any loose livers in our church? Do we have any loose livers that are mad in our church? Well, let me tell you how you get over being mad. You get glad in the same britches you got mad in. Loose her lot. I would just like to read on now just a little bit because I see I'm not going to have time to finish the sermon because I don't want to make anybody mad. And in verse number 14, And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law. Now I wonder where his daughters got their husbands. I wonder what kind of mindset that Lot's son-in-law's might have had. Do you think maybe that Lot's kids went to the Sodom Independent High School? Do you think that Mrs. Lot might have attended the Lot Sodom Sewing Circle? Do you think maybe that there is a mindset throughout Lot's family because now his daughters have married men from Sodom that God described as exceedingly wicked people. So the angels come to town and tell Lot, we're going to destroy the city. Get out. Lot goes to his sons-in-laws and he says, up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy the city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. 
a crazy old man. Lot, that's the first time I've heard you say anything about the Lord in 20 years. You've been down here among us. You act like us. You talk like us. You sit in our political arena. You give vice, advice, and you've made yourself a judge. Lot, why is it that this is the first time you've said anything about the Lord to me? You sound to me like a crazy old man, Lot. Hey, Daddy, go home and start talking to your kids about the Lord today and see what they think of you. Just a suggestion. I didn't want you to get mad at me. And when the morning was come, arose then the angels, hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, because the sons-in-laws are not coming. And evidently the sons that you mentioned, uh, they're not coming either. But get your wife and your two daughters. But you hear, lest there be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold on his hand, on the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters. Can you see the folks at Sodom as the angels of God has to drag a just, righteous, saved man and his family out of the confines of the world? What a picture that must have been. Early in the morning, his old Lot and his family was dragged, screaming and yelling, Wait! Can I just get this? Or, Hey, I'm leaving my new car. Hey, look! I've worked hard for this. Let me take it. As the angels drag him, kicking and screaming down the street outside of Sodom, all because God was merciful. Magnified mercy, it talks about. Notice verse 10, Behold, now Lot said, Thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast shown unto me in saving my life. Oh, Lot. Lot, the loser. The story begins way back in chapter 12, verse 5 and 6. I'll not go back there, but it says that Abraham and Lot went down into Sodom, or down into Egypt. In the Bible, Egypt is always significant and typical of the world. If you notice something, any time they talk about Jerusalem, it's always going up. It talks about Egypt and the world, it's always going down. It seems like uh, the slippery slope of backsliding is easy to get on. And it always goes down. A backslider in heart, the Bible said, is filled with his own ways. Oh, Lot went down into Egypt and got rich and never got over it. Abraham brought him out of Egypt, wealthy, if you would please, 
And they were so wealthy that their cattle were so numerous that there began to be arguments and discontent between the herdsmen. And they had to make a decision. Abraham, the uncle, and Lot, the nephew. And Abraham told Lot, Lot, it's not right that we be fussing and fighting over, over this pasture land. Lot, you just choose where you'd like to go, and I'll take what's left. By the way, you do know that all that land was already Abraham's. God had already given it to him. And Uncle Abraham was just generous, and he said, Lot, choose uh, where you would go. And back in chapter 13, and I read for you. And the Bible said, And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld the plains of Jordan, that it was well watered. Everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. This is verse 10. And then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan. And Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves one from another. Now listen. Lot separated himself from his uncle Abraham. All the spiritual influence in Lot's life, Lot chose to lose for the gain of the world. And Lot chose him and pitched his tent towards Sodom. And then God put something in there that just you need to get a hold of. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Lot chose to live with the homos. Lot chose to put his family in that situation. Lot made his choice. Lot was not restrained by the word of God. Lot was not restrained by the Holy Spirit of God. Lot was a looser. He was a loose liver. He was free. Nobody was going to tell Lot where he could live and what he could do. And so Lot had to make a choice. And my first point is, now listen, the choice that Lot made in the eyes of the world was a wise choice. Lot was a cattleman. Lot was a rancher. Lot had lots of cattle. Lot needed grass and water. And what would be profitable materially, presently, to Lot. And by the way, how many do you know has made a choice to move for 50 cents an hour raise? and no church, no spiritual fellowship, 
left home spiritually to live in the world materially. And in the eyes of the world, Lot made a right choice because that choice was financially beneficial. For I've had funerals with more noise than this. Lot's family was not a consideration. Sodom was a good place to live, but a bad place to raise kids. If you don't believe me, read the rest of the chapter. And how many of us are making choices without the consideration of the family? Dads, I don't know if you know it or not, but God did not give you kids to pastor and to father long distance. You say, well, you don't understand. I don't have to understand. Lot made a choice, and he made three major mistakes when he made that choice. Lot's choice was wise according to the world, but let me show something. Lot made a choice, and there were some major, major, major mistakes. He chose by appearance. What looked good at the present time was all Lot saw. You know anybody who can't see beyond Friday's paycheck? Well, I need the money to raise my kids. No, what you need is God to help you raise your kids. God can supply a job. You say, well, you don't understand it. I can't stand my wife. Now I understand it. <laughs> but I was talking to her last week, and, you know, she had about the same feeling. It's not about your feelings. It's about your choice. And when you step on the road of choices, it always has a certain end. And Lot jumped on the road of his choice, and he made a choice that was wise according to the world. But now notice what else Lot did. Lot surrounded himself with some kind of influence. influence and daddy and mama what influences you will influence your kids and you cannot be around influences without they influence you I've heard so many folks say well I'm going to marry a heathen and when I marry him I'll get him saved good luck that dog don't hunt. No lot. He's moved into Sodom now. He's no longer out in his tent. But, you know, I'd just kind of like to be honest with you. The reason Lot made that first choice is he just wanted the best, the best out of life, the best car, 
the best house, the best job, the best salary. What would be best for his family? Why, why that extra money, think what we could do with it. We could get another credit card. The best. And how many of us, I said us, have the same mindset? All we want is the best. Best job. Best home. Dear Lord, we're living so far above our needs now, it's absolutely ridiculous. Can you believe it? I live before power stirring. I didn't know anybody lived before power windows, power brakes, cruise control. I had no idea that anybody lived before that. How did we exist before air conditioning in Texas? I didn't. I lived in Tennessee and California. Amen. I come to California. I come to Texas with a California car with an air conditioner. I sold that junk real quick. I wanted the best. Like Lot, I didn't want the worst. I wanted the best. And there's not one of us here today that does not want the best for ourselves, for our families, for our friends. It just when you're unrestrained and you're loose and you adapt the influences of the world, pretty soon we get confused really what's best. Do we not? I said, do we not? If you don't say amen, shake your head. Please show me you're still awake. But Lot, the looser. According to the world, made a wide choice. But the problem was he surrounded himself with the wrong influences. Hard to work out there in the world, folks, without some of that rubs off. That's the you got to go home every night and take a bath. You're clean through the word. I've spoken. And you can't just mully grub around out there. See, the Bible, O Lot knew well that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Daddy, your sinful life makes your whole family sinful to God. That one little bitty sin. It don't take much leaven or yeast to rise the dough. Just a dab. Pretty soon you look, and the yeast has affected the whole. And that's what Jesus was saying. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. The reason our church is powerless, because we got a lot of loose lots in the place. They come to church on Sunday. And they're not religious enough to sing. They just sit there and look at the songbook. And they go out on Monday, and their verbiage is beyond description. Their mind is in the gutter. Because they choose to live that way. 
You won't even come to church tonight, and there ain't no Dallas Cowboy football game. That's the ultimate of anti-spiritual. Now, if there's a football game on with Dallas playing, I can halfway understand it. Thank you, Brother Marshall. The only reason you did that, because I'm paying you. I'm not paying anybody else. Brother Marshall said amen because he had to because I was going to nail him if I didn't. Is anybody here? Could you say amen? And you know what I'm saying is that God's truth is we're allowing, just like Lot, this uh, world to influence us, and we only get happy at worldly events. Could I help you please not only... Did Lot surround himself with these influences, but Lot was promoted by the world. Chapter 13, you see him looking out the tent door. Chapter 13, he's just looking that direction. See, Lot didn't used to look toward Sodom. He just began to look in that direction. Chapter 19, he's not looking any longer. He's living in Sodom. He's not only living in Sodom, he's seated at the gate, the place of decision, the place of counsel, the place of advice. Politically, Lot has been promoted by the people whom God calls exceeding wicked. Let me tell you something, Christian, the world will promote you. You said, how can they? What did Satan promise Jesus? He said, if you bow down, all of that, the whole world, I will give it to you. And how many of God's people have made choices toward Sodom, the world? And now have been promoted by the world. And by the world's standards, you are a success. Let me give you a footnote. Then the angels showed up. <laughs> I didn't write that, folks. I just quoted it. When Lot had been promoted and had achieved everything that Sodom had to offer, then the angels showed up. Listen to me. You may not like me, and I'll take an aspirin tonight and get over that. You may not like me. But if you're saved, he's going to show up. You're not going to get away with trampling underfoot the blood of God's precious Son. You say, well, I'll do it my way. Yeah, until the angels show up. Mm -hmm. Until the doctor says it's terminal. Till suddenly you have a flutter here. You're laying in the emergency 
that you can't see the screen. And your kids and wife looking at that screen scared to death watching your heart rate go from 20 to 220 to back and up and down. Yeah, the angels has a way of showing up. Notice, I'd like to close. You say it's time. Lot instilled the wrong values into his family. Daddy, what is your value system at your place? Is it job, family, and church? If it's not hunting season? What's the value system? Will your kids come to church when you're gone because of what you've shown them? What kind of impact has the Bible made on your family? Something is impacting your family. And I think it's very important, very important, what my family thinks of me and my relationship to God. I can see the tears in Olaf's eyes as he tries to convince his sons-in-laws that it's all over, but the shouting, you need to get out of here. The angels of God, the message of God, the messengers of God has arrived and they said he's going to destroy it. Up, get out. And they laugh in his face. Lot's inconsistent life just showed up. Preacher, why do you preach this way? Well, the Bible says that these are given for in samples to those who live ungodly in the last days. What kind of preacher would I be not just jump over this and jump into a good text? Now, you really enjoyed the, the making of a wild man. Remember how much you enjoyed all them sermons about the Muslims and Islam and Muhammad? And, you remember all that? You remember that last year, four weeks? Uh, boy, this study in the book of Genesis is great. And then we met Lot. Come on. Well, uh, I ain't going to listen to it. Lot didn't either. See him as he drags Lot out of the town. But he influenced his family wrong. His sons-in-laws wouldn't believe him. Didn't even bother to go to his sons. And going out of, out of town, his wife just couldn't get the thought of Sodom out of her heart. And she looked back, turned to a pillar of salt. Wrong values in the family. Have you got your Bible? Just one verse. Chapter 19, just one verse, that's all, just one verse. 
verse 36. And were both the daughters of Lot with child by their father. How far will your choice take you? Well, I can handle it. <laughs> I know. I've talked to thousands like you that could handle it. I really have. I've talked to teenagers in jail that's going to stay there because they're habitual criminals, but they can handle it. One smart-mouthed little brat that I went to see in jail, he had it made. And I said, now look, son, I'm going to show you something I can do you can't. He said, what's that? I said, leave. You can handle it. Lot handled it and produced two of the most wicked tribes of humanity that has been a thorn in the side of Israel since the day that Lot committed incest with his two daughters in the cave. I wonder what ever influenced those girls to think that Lot would take a drink. Lot in a drunken stupor. Lot, the deadbeat daddy. Lot, the incestuous, righteous, just, saved, backslidden. Preacher, we ain't got anybody like that. No, we just don't have anybody that's going that far yet. You choose the path, the end is already settled. You choose the road, the destination is already settled. Lot chose. Lot chose to disobey God. I close with this thought. It's time to get out and stay out. Come out from among them, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing. And be ye separate, saith the Lord. There's just something about me that cannot tolerate that kind of sin. 